the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I saw for sale once in a kind of a Protestant bookstore type of thing. It was a, about a four or five inch nail. It wasn't even so much of a nail as it was perhaps a miniature railroad spike. And it was obvious from what they were trying to portray that this was meant to be a replica of one of the nails used to crucify Jesus. And on the side of the nail, well, at the top it had a red ribbon. And on the side of the nail, it's, it was inscribed, The Reason for the Season. This was meant to be a Christmas tree ornament. Now, I understand what they were trying to get across. I mean, Christmas has become way over-commercialized. But to use a nail of the crucifixion and describe that as the reason for the season is a bit macabre at best. Today is Laetare Sunday. <clears throat> Laetare, coming from the first word of the introit, rejoice. If we had purple, if we had rose-colored vestments, we could wear those today. It's a lighter Sunday. As, as it is, the deacon and subdeacon are in Dalmatic and tunical. Normally those aren't worn during Lent because those are festal garments. And normally we are deep into the penitential season. But today, today is a little lightning of that. Rejoice, O Jerusalem. Well, Peter, how can you say, how can we rejoice in the middle of Lent? Because isn't Lent all about fasting and abstinence and extra church services and extra prayer and extra almsgiving? How are we supposed to rejoice in the middle of all that? Isn't that the reason for the season? Well, no. No. Yes, we have fasting and abstinence and extra church services and confession and almsgiving during Lent, but those are not the reason for the season. If you were able to attend any of the Wednesday night sessions we've had, we've talked about how Lent is supposed to be a joyful season. How can that be? Because first and foremost, Lent is a time of preparation. And hopefully in any time of preparation, we are looking forward to that for which we are preparing. And of course, what are we preparing for? We're preparing for the greatest feast of the church year, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, by whose resurrection we are promised eternal life. But Lent is also an opportunity for joy. There's two main things, and I talked about this kind of the first Wednesday, the two main things we can do during Lent are one, 
as we fast, as we abstain, as we give alms, one, it allows us to realize we can afford to fast. We can afford to abstain. Some of us can afford to fast more than others. Some of us can afford to do almsgiving more than others. But it is an opportunity to take into account the blessings that God has given us and to give out of our bounty to give and to give thanks unto God for that. It is meet and right that at all times and in all places we should give thanks. Even Jesus himself for on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks. The second opportunity is more difficult. Father sent me a, a wonderful sermon uh, on YouTube by Father Barnabas Powell in Cummings, Georgia. He was actually talking about the Sunday of the Paralytic, which is a post-Pascha feast in the Eastern Rite. It's one of the Sundays after Pascha. But in the tale of the paralytic, if you remember, the man has been laying by the pool of Bethesda for 38 years, hoping someone would get him to the pool before anybody else, because the first person in the pool after an angel disturbs it is healed. He's been waiting 38 years. And the Lord asks him a question. He comes up to him and says, Do you want to be healed? Now, if it was easy, we would all say, Sure, I want to be healed. Here, where's the line? I'll just get right there and we'll be done. Healing's not easy, is it? If you've ever been in surgery, healing's not easy. I don't care if it's minor surgery, healing's not easy. It hurts. But we endure the pain and we endure it, the suffering because we know that afterwards we will be better. But Father Barnabas also points out that much of the time, when the Lord asks us, Are you, do you want to be healed? A lot of times, the answer is no. What do we want? We want to continue doing what we're doing, but not suffer the consequences of it. But there is joy to be found in both situations. If we are ready for healing, if we are ready to allow Christ to, to renew ourselves, renew us, if we are ready to accept his offer of healing, certainly there is great joy in that. And one of the things Father Barnabas pointed out was that along with this healing, there was a challenge to the man. Take up your pallet and walk. Why? We think that after we're healed, we're just going to be pure and unblemished and everything's going to be perfect. But it's not, is it? Because even after we're healed, 
we still bear the consequences of what happened before. But that, that man had his pallet on which he had laid for 38 years. And to him had been probably a mark of shame that he was stuck there for 38 years. But now, after accepting the Lord's healing, that pallet became a trophy of glory. Because that man was able to take that pallet and say, this is what the Lord helped me overcome. And there is great joy in that. We all bring our past with us. All of us have been through all kinds of stuff. Unless we're too young to, and you will. But we can't forget it. We can't just ignore it. Because it's part of us. But for those of us like me sometimes, okay, like me all the time, who are quite not re yet ready for the Lord to take over our lives and say, yes, Lord, I want to be healed. Heal me. Because that hurts. We'd have to change. Then what should be our prayer? If any of you saw the film uh, Becoming Truly Human, uh, we talked about it yesterday. We have a training session on it. If you have not seen it, please go on to, it's on Amazon Prime for free. It's about an hour and a half. Watch it. It's a wonderful film. It talks about those who have uh, no religious affiliation in the United States, which is now about a quarter of the population. And most of them young. And one of the things they mentioned in there is one of the cries of an addict often is, I want to want to be healed. If we're not ready to say, Lord, I want to be healed, then at least our prayer should be, Lord, I want to want to be healed. Right? And I don't want to sound judgmental when I say this. Please don't get me wrong. But that prayer of, Lord, I want to want to be healed, is the exact same prayer as, Lord, help me in my unbelief. And I don't mean that judgmentally at all. We all should be, we, we all must pray that prayer at some point, because none of us is ever totally without doubt. Lord, help me in my unbelief. Why? Why is the prayer, Lord, help me in my unbelief, the same as, Lord, I want to want to be healed? Because when we pray, Lord, I want to want to be healed, we are confessing that we don't yet trust the Lord, that He will help us overcome what is in our life. We're, we're too afraid. We're afraid. We're afraid of the pain that will follow. We're afraid of perhaps the shame that will follow. But that's okay. We're human beings. That's a normal prayer. And yet, even in that prayer, we can find joy. How? Because at least, if we're praying, 
Lord, I want to want to be healed, there's a path. We can see a path. Lord, I want you to help me take the, this path to healing. I'm not quite ready to walk it all the way, but I want to go down that path. So we can see the path, and that should bring us great joy. Well, what, Peter, you haven't talked about almsgiving, you haven't talked about fasting, you haven't talked about abstinence, you haven't talked about confession. Those are tools. Those are tools to help us figure out where we are on that path. Are we ready to say, Lord, I want to be healed? Or are we still trying to figure out, Lord, I want to want to be healed? That's what fasting is for. That's what abstinence is for. That's what confession is especially for. To help us figure out where on that path we are. But as long as we can see that path, as long as we can see that there is a path on which we can make progress, let that bring joy to our hearts. How many of us have ever been to the doctor and we don't know what's wrong with us? And all of a sudden they tell us and they say, oh, by the way, we can heal that. That's okay. We know what's wrong now. Isn't that a sense of relief? Isn't that a sense of joy? Even though you're still hurting, at least knowing what it is and knowing that there's a path to getting better, that's what Lent's for. That's what Lent's for. That's why we should find great joy in Lent. Because we are preparing for the time in which we are all healed completely. And we no longer see through a mirror glass darkly, but we see the Lord face to face in the resurrection. So if you haven't started, not yet, speaking from experience, not this year, but there have been years. Oh, it's the fourth week of Lent already? Oops. If you haven't started fasting, if you haven't started abstinence, if you haven't, you know, from, from flesh meat, if you haven't started, you know, thinking about confession, if you haven't started any of the any of the things we do, it's not too late. Saint John Chrysostom tells us in his Paschal homily, all will be welcome at the feast, whether we fast or not. But if you want to get as much as possible out of Lent. Lent is like tubing in the Komal River. If you've ever been tubing in the Komal River, it is a wonderful experience. But the Komal River is released from the bottom of the dam. And because of that, the water is very, very, very cold. And if you take your toe and you dabble it in the Komal River, you're like, ooh, I'm not getting in that. That's cold. But then you miss the whole tubing experience. There's only one way to do it. you got to just jump in. So if you're going to start doing Lent, don't dabble your toe. Jump in. There'll be a little shock, but then you'll be basking on the way to Pascha. Enjoy. Not grumbling about, oh, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. 
That's not what Lent's about. Lent is about the joy of thanksgiving, of renewal, and of resurrection. So let us have a joyful Lent, and on this Laetare Sunday, rejoice. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.